Live from Radio Row in Arizona, it's Cofield and Company. Brought to you by Subaru of Las Vegas on the 215 and Rainbow. It's a historic moment um, and to be a part of it with two historic football teams. It, so many people laid the foundation before us and uh, to be playing with a guy like Jalen, who I know is doing it the right way, um, it's going to be a special moment that I hope lives on forever. It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas. Yeah, hour three of Cofield and Company on this Thursday. You heard it. Brought to you by Subaru of Las Vegas. Also Spearman Rhino. And our good friends at Ellis Island where they've got multiple parties. Their general admission party is at the barbecue, Ellis Island Barbecue and Village Pub. We've got two tickets right now. Three six four eleven hundred. If you haven't found your Super Bowl party, this okay, place is going to be freaking great. It's all you can eat and drink. Three six four eleven hundred. Okay. Caller number seven. You got projection screens all throughout the Ellis Island Barbecue and okay. Village Pub. If you want to get in on your own, you can still get tickets. EllisIslandCasino.com, and then there's a ticket link up there. But right now we've got free tickets at three six four eleven hundred. Ellis Island, the place to party for the big game. Trey Wingo with us. He's working with Caesars. We're going to get to the uh, gambling stuff and the app in just a couple minutes. A lot of angles, a lot of props. But let's start off with LeBron the other night breaks Kareem's record. What do you think? Well, first of all, it's classic uh, Lakers season, right? He yep. set the record and they found a way to lose. <laughs> 12 uh, run against them immediately. Here, here's what I'm going to say, and I think this is important for people to understand. LeBron is now the leading scorer in the history of the NFL. I mean, NBA, sorry. He's also the fourth leading assist guy in the NBA. You want to go down the list of leading scorers and find anybody that's in the top 30 in assists? They don't exist. So you cannot like LeBron for a variety of reasons, and that's fine. He is more singularly unique than any other player in NBA history. And that's a fact, and that's not deniable. Trey Ringo's with us from Caesars. See, I'll, I'll hold LeBron up as a great example of what today is like in terms of the way the best athletes get covered. Because last week, there was a good debate on the GOAT, the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah. And I don't hear very many people talk about what it would be like for Joe Montana or Johnny Unitas, some of the guys who were talked about right. in that GOAT conversation, if they had to play now right. and were covered like guys like LeBron, who frankly, over the course of his career, really can't ever win. No. No, you're exactly right, and and there's, it's it's a totally different landscape, a totally different dynamic. Like for example, you know, we just had the last dance come out a couple of years ago about the, all that lost footage of the Bulls. Imagine all that happening in the social media era that we have today. Or let's take it one step further. One of the greatest teams in NFL history, the Dallas Cowboys, three Super Bowls in nine years. Can you imagine the Cowboys of the 90s with all the shenanigans that went up with that team? Yep. The White House, Eric Williams' car crash, uh, the strippers, Nate Newton, all that kind of stuff. In, like, I, I once asked Darren Woodson this. He said, we would have had so many suspensions we might not have been able to play. I mean, it's right. just a different thing. And for LeBron to be able to navigate through this, people will never understand it or fully uh, appreciate it because it's accepted now, it's expected. And that, that was never on those guys in the past. I think he's had a brilliant career yeah. off of the court. I he's agree. only had a couple of missteps. I mean, the, yeah. you know, the announcement, the decision, there was a couple yeah. of missteps there. And uh, I remember you, could, you could blame ESPN but, for a lot on that Yeah, one. well, it happens, it happens. One last thing on this. Yeah. So one of the guys who was discussed was Joe Montana. Yeah. And I always, I wonder, 
Joe's got an interesting personality. And also, in 87, he broke the picket line. Yeah. Like, how would that be covered? And then from there, would people forgive him? Yeah. Well, it's a great question. I mean, Mark Wilson, when he was the Raiders quarterback, was one of the first big guys to cross the picket line. And I remember uh, when he did it, he said, upon reading the contract, I realized that if I didn't show up, I would be in breach of the contract. I don't think that would play today. No. I don't think that would play in any way, shape, or form. And there were a few big stars. Tony Dorsett did it as well. Uh, that that crossed the line. Um, of course, on the other side of that, I remember when Jack Del Rio, who's now doing a great job as a defensive coordinator in Washington, um, was playing in Kansas City. They showed up in the back of a pickup truck with shotguns to try and uh, intimidate uh, the replacement players. Imagine how that would have oh played out today. You know, that is tremendous. Yeah. All right, Super Bowl. I took the Chiefs right out of the gate. But I feel like the, the Chiefs are a square play. Yeah. What do you think? Look, uh, I've, before the season began, I picked the Chiefs, so I'm, there's no reason to jump off now. But the Eagles, are they, they've been a more consistent team from week one to week now. I will argue this, though. Everybody's worrying about Mahomes' ankle. I think Hurts' shoulder is a bigger injury. Um, if you go back, he didn't really have to throw against the Giants. Uh, he didn't have to do anything against the Niners because the Niners just gave them that game. I'm not saying the Eagles didn't deserve to win, but the Niners committed 11 penalties. Uh, you know, they didn't challenge a fourth and three call that would have nullified the first touchdown. Josh Johnson fumbled inside the 20 for their third touchdown. On their second touchdown drive, they had three defensive penalties, all resulting in first downs. And their fourth touchdown came after they ran into the kicker uh, and gave them a first down, and that set up that touchdown drive. The Eagles did what good teams do. They took advantage of other teams' mistakes. But Jalen Hurts hasn't had to throw since he hurt that shoulder. And if you watched him run uh, against the 49ers, he slid and ran out of bounds a lot, which was not, was not things he was doing before. And if you watch his passing game uh, in the NFC Championship game, he missed a lot of throws. And I'm curious to see, if I'm Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator of the Chiefs, I sell out to stop the run and make sure Hurts can beat you with his arm. Trey Wingo with ESPN Las Vegas. Caesars is here. He's working with Caesars. You want to download the app. You also get... Caesar's rewards. You need to be in those commercials holding up the cup. Are you with I like goblet. that. You, you, yeah. you and you and JB Smooth. Um, so you kind of you took us where I wanted to go. I'm on Super Bowl Sunday. I will generally try to find value going against the public. Yeah. So I'm thinking of fading both of the quarterbacks where I'm getting good numbers. Yeah. Smart approach. I think so. I mean, look. Here, here's what I know. What, what's the yardage number for Holmes? Two ninety, two ninety and a half. Two eighty nine and a half. Yeah. yeah. I still kind of like that number. I mean, he threw for 326 against a pretty good Bengals defense on one leg with no wide receivers. I mean, like literally, I was AFC champion, Championship Day years old when I realized the Chiefs had a receiver named Marcus Kemp. How did I know that? Because in the fourth quarter, Mahomes hit him for a first down conversion. <laughs> he was like his eighth target of the year, you know? I, I, I'm i very much the idea of fading Hurts' numbers because, you know, he hasn't really done it. And if the Eagles are, are smart, they don't want him to do it. They want to try and pound the rock with Sanders and, and Gainwell and all those guys. Hurts uh, at Caesars over under 239 and a half passing yards. I've heard, I've heard a lot of people give the advice based on the shoulder and yeah. keeping him safe. Yeah. He's not going to run. Yeah. At Caesars, that number on rushing is pretty aggressive, 49 and a half. Yeah, I, I, that one's an interesting one. Like, if that one hits... 
then the Eagles are probably having a good day. Chiefs are also hard to play against historically with the numbers. I know you had it yeah. uh, up on your Twitter account that, uh, listen, when Mahomes is an underdog in the postseason, he's been dynamite. The this team is, has been dynamite. Well, this, this is his first time being an underdog. He's only been an underdog nine times in the regular season. That's a good point, yeah. And he's 6-3 and three straight up, 7-1-1 against the spread. But the Chiefs have not been a good cover team this year, right? They've only covered nine of 17 games. And, you know, part of that makes me wonder, okay, because I feel like the Chiefs played with their food through the middle half of the season. You know, they started 2-0, uh, and then they lost that game to the Colts inexplicably. Uh, and then they went on that run, then they lost to Kansas City, then they didn't lose again until Cincinnati. And I felt like for most of the season, the Chiefs were like, can we just get to the postseason? We know we're good. We know we're going to probably be in the AFC Championship game. We just want to get there. So I don't think, like, the Eagles were trying to establish something all year, right? I think a lot of teams use the regular season trying to establish something. I feel like Kansas City was like, let's just get to where we want to be, right. and we'll figure it out from there. And they had the luxury of that because they're that good. Trey Wingo with uh, Caesars up on ESPN Las Vegas, Cofield and Company. I've got the Caesars app uh, in Nevada. I've got it in New Jersey. There you go. So as I go to different places, I'm opening up the app. So I, I think I'm going to try to take advantage of some specials here in Arizona. I don't have it here yet, so I'll probably get it. Um, one of the highly debated novelty props yep. is the safety. Yeah. Because it never freaking happens, but it did. Um, and I've heard from Sharps that... Listen, even if it's no minus 2,000, there is value there. Like, that number seems ridiculous, but when something never happens, that doesn't mean that a high price has no value. Yeah, I guess well, it's a plus 835, I think it is, at Caesars. And, uh, look, it happened in Super Bowl 48. Uh, you know, first play, the first uh, scrimmage, snap from scrimmage for the Colts. They snapped it out of the back of the end zone. We actually have had nine safeties uh, in, in, in the Super Bowl era. I think that's a great prop value. I, re I really like that one because it's low risk. So you like the plus? I, okay. Potential high reward. All right. Um, you had a lot of good Chiefs related tweets. Trey yeah. Wingo's with us. One of the things I like to talk about, especially because we cover the Raiders. Yeah. Raiders have such an uphill climb because they've botched the draft repeatedly in the past. Yeah. Well, that, that 2020 It's unreal. Run, it, was it 2021 when they got Ruggs? Yeah. That, that draft is just going to go down as a monument, uh, a total disaster. Yep, you can't make up for that. And here's the thing. You have to draft in this division because yeah. the Chargers are pretty good at it. But the Chiefs, yeah. like, the, hey, the test here now with 40 and $50 million quarterbacks, you have to back up those high-dollar quarterbacks yeah. by replenishing the roster all the time. The Chiefs are ridiculous in the draft. J just look at their 2022 draft, okay? Carl Loftus, uh, seven sacks, I think, down the stretch of the season. McDuffie's been fantastic. Uh, Sky Moore is finding his way. I think he's going to be significant. Had the punt return to set up the game-winning drive. Uh, then you go look at Watson and Williams. The secondary have been absolutely amazing. Cook, the safety, has been fantastic. Pacheco in the seventh round. I was going to say, did you round. throw in Pacheco? Well, not as that. To what you're saying, the Chiefs are set up for long-term success with Mahomes, and they'll rework the contract because of this year's draft class. Because all those guys contributed, and they're all going to be on four-year or five-year rookie deals, which gives Brett Veach a lot of flexibility to go out and maybe get another pass rusher and another another wide receiver in the offseason. Before we let you go, one more time, give a pop for what's going on at Caesars here in Arizona and around yeah. the country. A absolutely. Uh, we're here at the stage here uh, in, in Super Bowl 57. Uh, it's the first uh, Super Bowl city or state where you can bet. 
Uh, there's all kind of prop bets out there. You can go download the Caesar Sportsbook app. You can get all the information we're putting out there on all their socials, uh, at Caesar Sports on Twitter and Instagram, or on my face on my uh, Twitter page at Wingos. Uh, we have all the Caesars information pumping out there, and plus their YouTube page as well. Fridays and Saturdays, $500 hourly free play drawings from 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. All February long at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino. Hanging at the William Hill Sportsbook inside Silver 7's, it's Cofield and Company. JVT live at Silver 7's, that is the spot on Thursdays. Uh, Steve Cofield, Adam Hill, of course. Lucky enough to be at a radio row in Phoenix for Super Bowl 57. Earlier today, got to catch up with former offensive lineman Aaron Taylor and started out the conversation. It's an interesting question, right? Why is there this constant push and pull with football player over analytics? Yeah, Las Vegas, right? If I told you there's a 40% greater chance of you winning your hand if you don't split your tens, mm-hmm. you're not going to split your tens. You're playing the odds. Well, football's finally <laughs> tell antiquated. Right it's finally tell him. moving forward to just board. playing you, the odds, which is why we're seeing teams go for it more on fourth down. Now, I will say this. Data captures result. It doesn't capture process. There is momentum that plays in football. And I think that you need to still make decisions based off your gut, but the data helps you make those decisions better. It's not a replacement for the analysis. It's a supplement to it. And I think that's where people sometimes get it wrong. Oh, there's no such thing as momentum. No. Uh, here's, but my question, though, is obviously there are guys that are coming up now that are much more receptive to all this stuff, right? Both both the, the analytics on the field and the analytics that you're talking about off the field uh, that you're working with with science. Do you think it back in the day, like guys would have been very receptive to some of this stuff, or has has our mindset changed as athletes even that now guys are more receptive to this? Oh, I w- I'm 50 years old, right? So I was at the tail end of the There's era no way where, you're 50. where water <laughs> made you a wussy, right? So it turns out water's a pretty good performance enhancer. We just didn't know any better. We get in the weight room, do three sets of ten as hard as you can, and the whistle would blow, and you go to the next station. Like we're just now cracking the surface of what human potential is. So this data analysis and Kitman Labs is on, I think we're in the early outs of the first inning in this deal about what our potential is. Tom Brady's been an anomaly. LeBron James has been an anomaly. I think in the next 15 to 20 years, that's going to be the norm as we start to let the information that these teams and leagues are already collecting, using it in a more informative way to drive performance and to mitigate or eliminate injuries. Aaron Taylor with us. Cofield and company, of course, from CBS Sports Network. Want to get into the Mountain West in a second, but let's talk about the subject at hand, the Super Bowl. Adam, you love the Eagles offensive oh, line. It's it's unbelievable to watch them perform. And you just see the line of scrimmage is not the line of scrimmage. The line of scrimmage is three yards downfield. That's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy in the NFL because it just, it just doesn't happen. You get a four-yard gain in the NFL, and you're like, oh, my gosh, second and six, hallelujah. <laughs> These guys are mashing people, and they're particularly good on the inside run concepts between the tackles. Even with Chris Jones, I think that's potentially one of the strongest matchups that the Eagles have. They're good defensively, but they've struggled stopping the inside run, particularly in the red zone, and that's where the Eagles thrive. They keep those three backs fresh. They rotate them through. They hit you pretty consistently with that intermediate pass game that comes off the play action with that. And they ran the football 44 times in each of their playoff games, which is a two-to-one ratio. They're throwing when they want to, not because they have to. And it's that sort of 
control of the line of scrimmage, combined with the defense and being able to pin their ears back and having those creatures come off the edge and getting pressure on the quarterback with their front four, that I think is going to be the difference. I think it's a small difference, but Philadelphia is going to win this game because they control the line of scrimmage the best. It's third and three, and they're just lining up under center and running quarterback sneak. That's that's unheard of. And I guess the, the question I have is, how much? How frustrating is that for a defense to just have that happen? Where you're just like, what, what are we? What are we supposed to do? It, it's akin to walking up in the stands and slapping their mama. It is. <laughs> it is soul crushing to know that a team is going to run and not be able to stop it. it. You feel vulnerable. You feel weak, and it. it tears at you and those are the body blows that you set yourself up in the first two quarters that when the third quarter hits when the fourth quarter hits teams are just wore out and they don't have answers but what combines like philly scores quick out of the gate both of these teams do there might be 30 plus points 35 plus points in this first half with the the way that these teams come out of the gate so it's not just that they're playing small ball they're doing it extremely effectively. They're just doing it in an unconventional way we're not used to seeing. So what do you think of the Mountain West Conference football season? It was good. A little bit of a, a down year, I think, from what we expected. San Diego State struggled, I think, more so than, than we expected them to do. There were some, some challenging losses. Boise was inconsistent, but I think found a way to figure things out. And Fresno State doing Fresno State things with Jake Hayner, that was good to see them rebound. And I, I think they lost a really great coach that went to Washington. Um, Were you surprised that Marcus Rowe got blown out after going 5-7, and seven, lost a lot of close games, too? A little bit. And I, I think you look back at close games, to me, year over year, that's one of the indicators of a team that can break out. If you lose three or four one-score games and you look at a couple plays in that, that team's so critically close to not being 5-7 and seven, to being 7-5, and five. now all of a sudden you're in a bowl game and you think things are running. I understand it. They needed to make a change. They didn't feel like it was going the way D- they Different AD. Different AD, new facilities, an incredible you know, home game experience, and you're bringing in Barry Odom. That dude's found ways to win in the SEC. He's a defensive-minded coach. I think it's a compelling package with the uh, enough of the shiny objects where if you're a young player, Vegas is a compelling place now to go because it's not just all the glitz and the glamour. It's also the facilities and opportunity to win football games. Well, and they feel like it's go time right now in terms of conference realignment. I have no idea what their convos are with the Pac-12 and the Big 12, but they got to start making some bowl games, and they got to do it almost immediately. And that's a big part of it too. Don't don't make you know make any mistakes about that. They want to position themselves to look good. Maybe an SMU comes over, maybe a San Diego State comes over. Those are the rumors, and it makes sense. Those are geographic footprints that make it easy for all your Olympic sports to be able to come, and it adds to the depth of a, a league that's really struggling in its own right to kind of keep cachet with the other Power Fives. One more time, give a pop to uh, Kitman Labs. Kitman Labs. We know knowledge is power, but data-driven knowledge is predictive power, and that's going to be good news for us that like to watch sports. And fans, you like watching Tom Brady play until he was 45 or LeBron James. Functional companies like Kitman Labs are at the forefront of making that possible longer, and that's good news for all of us. That was great. Thank you. Awesome, boys. 777 gets you two hot dogs, two bags of chips, and a 22-ounce Bud, Bud Light, or Michelob Ultra Draft on Golden Knights game days at the Silver 7's Hotel and Casino. Hanging at Radio Row in Arizona, it's Cofield and Company. 
Radio Row, all the stars are here. One of the legends of coaching, one of our favorite guys, Bruce Arians, sits down with us. What's going on? What are you doing? Oh, I had a terrible day on the golf course yesterday in the Phoenix Open, but uh, <laughs> uh, it's been going great, man. It, uh, it's great to be back out here in the Valley. What's a terrible day for you? Oh, sculling it on 16 in front of about 20,000 people. Oh, no! <laughs> I can't remember the last time I sculled one. I ate it right into a cactus. Is <laughs> that right? Pe the people, the, the pressure had to get to you, uh, though. No, it's just a bad, bad <laughs> swing, and uh, I got booed rightfully. <laughs> Did you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Uh, Coach, you just walking around here, and, and I'm sure everywhere you go, it's the same way. People just, people love you. Like, you just have a, an air about you. You know, there's something about your career, the, the way I think that people kind of responded to you. What does it feel like to have left that much of a legacy around this league? It's, it's great, especially here in the Valley. You know, we had five great years here and uh, uh, just amazing. And uh, got our foundation started here. And so the Valley means so much to us here in Phoenix. And uh, it's, it's a huge part of us. Tell, tell people what, what you are doing with your foundation, and obviously, you know, anytime anybody's helping out, it's great to see. Yeah, we, we are, my wife was, a, was an attorney for children, um, and, and she became a CASA, a court-appointed special advocate. I moved her too many times. She took five bar exams. That was enough. But she started volunteering, and I saw her saving these kids one at a time. All the kids, either through abuse or neglected, are in the court system and foster care and uh, being their advocate. Know, and being their voice and, and giving them a positive role model. And um, so we started the foundation here and uh, we've, we're supporting over five cities, different cities and uh, in their programs and Guardian Lightums in Florida and Casas in uh, Indianapolis, Cleveland, everywhere, Pittsburgh and here in the Valley. How would you do on the bar exam? <laughs> Which bar? Anyone, anyone. Exactly. It had to yeah. be a drinking bar. Okay, okay. that's good. It ain't the law bar. I'll nail that one. It's good. All right, so some of the NFL news around the uh, the Bucks. You surprised that uh, TB12 walked away? Not really. I, it would, could have gone either way. He, he he sucked it up this year, man. It was a, so tough on him personally. But he, he never let it bother him. He was out there every single day and gave everything he had. And uh, he can still sling it now. So it's, uh, part of it was... It's time, and, and uh, I was really happy for him because Thomas, he meant so much to Tampa Bay. Yeah, I don't think Vegas wants to hear that he can still sling it because I, a lot of fan, Raider fans were ready to go with Brady. I think the organization was as well, but I guess he's just, he's yeah, done. It's, it's time, yeah. It, it, you could tell and talking to him, he said, man, I'm tired of being hit. Yeah. yeah it's starting to hurt a lot. <laughs> well, life got stressful too, right? Oh, yeah, Obviously really the did. personal stuff, yeah, and really that's did. hard to play football. Yeah, it really is. When all that stuff is, is going on. All right, well. Looking forward, I you know Derek Carr is available. Uh, he's talking to the Saints. Saints, yeah. Um, I wonder if you know if Tampa could be a home for Derek Carr. It, it's possible. You know, I, I would never say anything's not possible in this league anymore. What do you think of Carr? I like Derek. I, I love his competitiveness. He obviously is a hard, hard-working guy. Every now and then he'll throw a ball. You go, what? And just let's fix that. Yeah. yeah. Bruce Arians with us. Um, more on Carr. What do you want to fire in? No, I, I was I was gonna I was actually gonna talk about the you know one of the things I think that you did a great job with and I feel like we're not making enough progress as we should is is giving uh, you know minority coaches uh, opportunities in this league and I know that you were a big advocate of it you put it into practice by doing it in a lot of different ways what is the next step what what can we do to to start speeding up the process a little well, bit well I, I think more and more coordinators are happening uh, especially offensively because the, the cycle now is all of a sudden offensive head coach there for about fifteen years was all defense. And, uh, you know, it's who's winning Super Bowls. And then that's what that's the next hiring cycle. And uh, so it's, for me, I think 
we're, we're making good progress because of the young quarterback positions we're creating, which lead to coordinator spots, and then we'll be we'll have a chance. But uh, for me, um, you know, our staff was just the best people I knew. Yeah. That's Bruce Arians with us. Uh, let's wrap on this, and I want to hit the foundation one more time. Back to the Raiders for a second. Carr had a little trouble blending in with Josh McDaniels and learning McDaniels' system. The Raiders are going to make a run, I think, at Aaron Rodgers. He's in some kind of dark cleanse right now. Um, <laughs> I know Rodgers is better than Jimmy Garoppolo, but talk about blending a quarterback into an offense. Garoppolo's been with McDaniels before. I mean, is it crazy to think that maybe the better option actually is Garoppolo over Rodgers? I, I wouldn't say that. Uh, I, I like Jimmy too, but I mean, Aaron's special, yeah. and uh, he can adapt to anything, and you're going to adapt to him. When you get a veteran guy like we've got Tom, we adapted. Byron did such a fantastic job, Leftwich, with Tom adapting our system to his and, uh, and getting it done. One more time, mention the foundation and where people can go and get yeah, information. AriansFamilyFoundation.com. We've got an event at STK, a brunch on Saturday. STK in Scottsdale, great restaurant. If you do anything with the Arians family, it's a hell of a party. There you go. You coming to Vegas next year? Oh, yeah. Sign up for an A-Play card and receive a guaranteed $10 in free play with a chance to win up to $150 in free play at the William Hill Race and Sportsbook inside Silver 7s. Now, back to Cofield and Company, live from Radio Row in Arizona. Jonathan Montobel live at Silver 7's out here in Vegas. Let's head back to Phoenix. Uh, the guys were able to sit down. Ross Tucker was with them as well as Simple, Benz, uh, Simple Bets, if I could say it. What happened is um, Chris here has a very complicated last name, and I'm panicking at trying to say it, but I think I'm going to say it right. Uh, Simple Bets, Chris Bevilacqua was with them. Started out the conversation by talking about the sports gambling scene out there in Phoenix, which is massive. Yeah, I mean, listen, I've been coming to Super Bowls for 40 years, uh, and I'm, I worked in the media industry for a long time. And five years ago, when we got in, you know, I founded Simple Bet, and it's a technology company, right? We sell our technology to the consumer-facing apps like Caesars and DraftKings and FanDuel. I didn't know a whole lot about sports betting. And, you know, like, we started the company one month before PASPA got repealed. So I've walked this area before, yeah. long before, like coming here for 40 years, and you're right, like it was taboo. And now, well, here we're sitting here five years later, and sports betting is legal in uh, now 35 on the way to 36 states in front of 150, 160 million American adults. It's like, it's now a mass market, Yep. all in under five years. And it's changed everything for us because again, pro sports coming to Vegas or college sports coming to Vegas are like, no way. You guys are dirty, unethical. <laughs> now we've got an NFL team, you know, hockey, well, we've got NCAA ask, like, finally said, yes, we're coming. Did, did you guys like the fact that Vegas and Nevada was the only place and people had to come out there? Or do you like that it's growing to other states? No, I think it's great that it's growing. It's only going to help us. There, like, there were some people who feared, like, oh, well, why go to Vegas? I mean, it's still Vegas. Right. We still have the biggest and best places. Have you been downtown to see, you know, a place like Circa? That's yeah. just going to raise the bar, and sports books are going to get better. And the other thing is competition's good when people see what goes on in other states. Like, I see the offers that are here from, you know, sportsbook apps. I'm like, well, why don't we have that? And it's the same companies a lot of times. Yeah. So it's just going to raise the bar. And next year we'll put pressure. With the Super Bowl there, a lot of what the books do in, in Vegas and, and Nevada in general, they're going to have to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. Now, listen, I remember coming out, again, coming out of the media industry, like where all of the owners of professional sports teams didn't want to put their games on live television because they thought it was going to hurt their gate. 
<laughs> and here we are, like all these years later, oh, it's the reverse. It's the, the freaking exact blackouts. Opposite. Exactly. I mean, so, so speaking of that, by the way, yeah. Steve, what, how much do you know about micro betting? I don't know a whole lot. So, so I gotta so be honest with you. I gotta be honest with you. you. Well, you know, I've had the even money betting podcast since like 2015. Yep. Yep. I am heavily into it. I love it. I found out about micro betting in general and simple bet in particular a couple weeks ago. You can bet right now, like on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. First of all, you can bet tonight on any NBA game. You can bet whatever you want. For baseball, it's awesome. But like the NFC Championship game, we could have been betting every time the Niners got the ball, whether it's going to be a touchdown, field goal, or punt. After we knew they didn't have a quarterback, Steve, that could throw the football, what were you going to bet? Punt, punt. You can also bet every play. So you could have just been hammering, run, run, run. They literally didn't have a quarterback that could throw the ball forward, and he could have just been hitting run. I didn't know that these markets existed until recently. I mean, I knew there was um, live betting, but usually when I saw people talking about live betting, it'd be like, oh, the Eagles are now minus 13 and a half, you know, live betting. I didn't know you could actually bet on every play, on every drive. And, And Chris was telling me, like, their biggest sports baeball. Think about how much more entertaining that makes a baseball game. Needs to be able to be able to, and to be able to bet on every play, tons of breaks, every, right? Yes. And every yep. at bat, yep. or you can even bet on every pitch. Like people were betting. Uh, Chris was telling me, everybody during the Aaron Judge going for the home record, record they kept walking them. So people would bet every time Judge came up to bet, they walk, walk. Right. No, he's just saying baseball for us actually, uh, even even as popular as, as football is, NFL and college, baseball <laughs> was by far our highest volume sport. Yeah. Like the more people bet on on baseball and and pitch level markets, like what's the next pitch going to be? Ball striker in play, or what's the next the speed of the next pitch going to be? Over ninety five and a half miles an hour, yes or no? Like so, those were like really popular markets, and it's like very fast moving, instant gratification. Ross Tucker, Chris Bevilacqua. So, are you affiliated <laughs> with a bunch of sports books, yeah. or is it still growing? No, it's uh, we're you know right now we have DraftKings, we have Bet three sixty five, we have Caesars. We have uh, it's a couple of smaller ones, Intralot, Betway, Golden Nugget, uh, and we're going to be adding some more here shortly. Do you guys see, because we've heard about this forever, do you, well, this is going to be interesting. Do you see apps being on TV to try to live bet, like, play-by-play? Because then we also have the lag issue that we're dealing with, and I know people are really complaining about what could happen with Amazon where the game could be, you know, once you go through a bunch of filters, the game could be 45 seconds behind real time. Yeah. Yeah, all that is changing uh, pretty rapidly, right, with low-latency video streaming technology. It's all out there now. And I think what you're going to see on Amazon, um, this has not been announced yet, but I'm hearing pretty definitively that they're going to create a betting feed inside of, uh, of their Thursday Night Football, as an example. So, in other words, you'll have a live video uh, on top part of a, of a device with the markets below it, and the video will be in low latency. Like even Caesars had Sunday Night Football had a fee, had the Sunday Night NBC broadcast in their app at the last few games of the season, and they were about four or five seconds behind what's happening on the field. That's pretty good. That latency. is good. So many cool things to, yeah. uh, to that's coming in the future. I, I know you guys got a couple minutes left here. The game itself. Yeah. Um, on this show, we've been talking a lot about the trenches, and we know you know the Chiefs had a Super Bowl where they just got smacked around because their O line was beat up. So they're a lot better now, though. Of course they are. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like they, no, they, were, they were beat to hell back then. They, 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 went they the have a top up. five O line. Okay, they, they do. Um, Eagles have the best offensive line I've seen in a while. Eagles have the best D line in the league. Eagles like so. I'm from outside Philly. This is the best team they've ever had. Now they might lose Sunday, right? So we won't talk. But this is way they're they're way better than the 2017 team that beat the Patriots. They also all 22 starters are healthy. 
Like, when does that happen? This hurts. Um, yes, he's healthy. I keep hearing about the shoulder. He's keep fine. Keep hearing, hey, fade, fade Jalen Hurts. He's not going to run. Well, he didn't throw as well in the last game, and he does not look like he wants to run with the same vim and vigor. We'll see if that's different in the Super Bowl, but I would be taking the under. But that's, that's a perfect example, right, where before the game I would take the under. If I see on the first drive they call two design runs and he comes flying and he looks like, hey, it's the Super Bowl. I don't care anymore. I'm coming. Then I'm all over the in-game on DraftKings through the simple bet technology hitting next play run and hitting some of the Hurts overs then. I like who, who, that. I like that. Who are you picking in the game? I'm a, you know, I'm a Kansas City guy. I'm a Giant, so I can't pick He the loves Eagles. the Giants. I can't. He hates the Eagles. It's not, Where are you from? I'm from New York. Okay. I'm picking the Eagles. 27-24. The best team always beats the best player. That's happened for 25 years now. I don't think it's going to change Sunday. I took the Chiefs right out of the gates. I didn't get two and a half, but I got two. So Okay. We'll see what happens. That's a huge half point of value. I understand. <laughs> you know what? Between, yeah, listen, between it, the might, three, it might. It might. Be, between the threes generally doesn't mean Although, much, you know what? If the, if the Chiefs are down by two, they're going to go get a field goal anyway. Mahomes will go get a field goal anyway at that point. Ross Tucker, Chris Bevilacqua. Last one. How many bets you can have in? I've been I've been kind of shaming people because I'm really excited for this because I can bet here, then go back to Vegas and bet more. So I'm planning on having, I don't know, maybe like 20, 25 bets. Most of the guys on the show are like, eh, 8, 10, 12. Which is still a good number. I'm not a high-volume guy. It's probably no. four or five. Kelsey over, Hurts under, um, Eagles. All right. And before we get you out, your pod, is that the one you're doing with Fezzik? Yeah, even money. Yeah, killing it, bro. You killing like it. You like Fez? Fezzik's the man. What a personality. He is amazing. <laughs> and, he, although and he's I'm, a real better. Although I'm, kicking, although I'm kicking his butt this year. I'm up really? 40 units. He's up eight units. You're beating him in the NFL. I've had Yes, I've had three people come up to me since I've been here and shake my hand and say, thank you, man. You made me so much money this year. It's a good feeling. That is a good feeling. All right. I appreciate it, guys. Thank That's you. Steve, right, great talking you. with you. That's Steve Cofield sitting down there with uh, – Ross Tucker, Chris Bevilacqua from Simple Bets. Uh, we still have a couple minutes left here on Cope with the Company. Uh, Adam Hill still sticking around out there at Radio Row in Phoenix. Uh, I, how long have I, you been down there? Am I really? Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. How long have I been down here today or have I been down here Like days-wise, like how many days have you spent with Steve? Uh, yesterday. Okay. So what was that, Wednesday? What is today, Thursday? I don't know. Uh, Wednesday morning I got here. Okay. Uh, then, yeah, stayed last night, and then uh, we got here at like 6 a.m. today. So I asked because I, Steve's kind of on this weird kick here that I'm kind of confused by. The first thing is, what's with his deal trying to shame everybody on the show for not betting 20 things on the Super Bowl? He's asked like five guests since you guys have been down there about this. Well, first of all, who, how does he know we're not? Did you say you're not? I, he asked me how many I had. I was like, I don't know, like 10, 12. The Super Bowl is definitely a time for me that I don't, like... I would not be a volume better usually. Yeah. I don't think betting a whole bunch of things is smart, but for me, the Super Bowl is that time. Like I don't, I'm not, I'm not betting for profit necessarily. I mean, of course, you want to win, but it's not like this is not for funsies. A, it's not a sharp day. I want to have, I want to have, you know, kind of like Steve is saying. Although now I might re- want to rethink it because he's into it. Um, I want to have like 50 tickets. So part of the reason why I entered the Superbooks prop contest was that. 
there's 30 th- there's 30 different props that I have to pick from and I have two entries. So I'm going to be When's the deadline? Uh, the deadline I think is I know entry like to get picks in is by Sunday at like 2 p.m. I don't know about actual entry of contest. I'll be, I'll be home Saturday. I mean I'll, I'll be home tomorrow night, Friday night, but I I should run in there and enter the contest. Where, where, where are you watching the game, buddy? Huh? I haven't decided yet. Yeah, you want to hit up your boy? Because I'm, uh, I'm open for business. I mean, I, I have a group <laughs> that we're deciding on where to go. Angel's laughing at me. <laughs> but I don't, I don't, I feel like that's the wrong day. Like to hang out with a group? or the No, group? no, no. We're, our group is going somewhere, and you're more than, of course, welcome to be Is it the, the group. same group that we uh, cheered on the uh, Rebels with the other from night? A, from a lovely suite at the Thompson Max Center? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the crew. But we're I, hitting, like calling in favors on, a, on Super Bowl Sunday, especially. Oh, but yeah. we're kind of, you know, we're speaking in code here. But calling it favors to get, like, a high-demand place I think is messed up. Because it's like. I'll throw some cash down. Yeah, I don't know. You're taking, you're taking away from places that can really profit significantly. Because here's the thing. So I'll tell you, and this is, this is a big part of it, right? So there's, there's, there's a lot of options for me. Not really. So I have option not in any particular order. I can sit at home by myself. Which I feel like is a very interesting experience for somebody who's got like a contest play, like right to track everything. It'd probably yeah, be good. Super Bowl is not a sit at home by yourself, right? I can go with my wife to her aunt's house because they always have Super Bowl parties. That's, that's out. And I'm promised that I won't be bothered <laughs> to watch the games. <laughs> okay, well, that's not true. In that environment, the kids are going to the aunt's. Yeah, like where everybody's going to be there. Why don't you just host a party? Well, I could do that as well, but I also don't know enough people that would come over. So well, the crew can come over. Hmm. That's now a new option. So that's okay. A, okay. We'll add that to the list. A thought. Maybe you guys can because we over. have discussed this, and I'll, I'll throw the idea. And I know we've talked about it in the air, but we could we could do it if we do it at your house. Um, where and me and my friends have started this a long time ago, but everybody comes with like a hundred one dollar bills. Oh yeah, and just start betting on everything. Yes. What's I mean, the next commercial? What's the next? Who catches the next pass? You know, is the next play, you know, positive or you know, negative yard? Whatever, you can just literally bet on everything as the game goes on, and it makes it very fun. I mean, I'd be totally down. Um, you know, I have a humble abode, but I could fit everybody, yeah. so that's an option. Um, but I also feel like it'd be kind of weird because my wife will be gone; <laughs> she won't be there. But everybody else and I well, will she be can at stay. My we'll just can well, we. Give the, kids go with the couple, kids. give the kids a couple shots of whiskey and knock them out. I keep I keep trying to convince her she doesn't want to do it. Okay. So there's that. Bad parenting. Uh, I've been invited to another Super Bowl viewing with a friend, but it's like a different group of friends that I've never met before. Right <laughs> no. for him. So a hundred percent no. Right. So that sounds like a nightmare. I've also been told by a mutual friend of ours that I could go sit in a Nice little, like, clubhouse area. I think you know what I'm referring to. Um, because there's, like, media seating, and there's a mutual friend of the show from the East Coast that is going to be there. But I feel like that's, like, an invite-myself type situation, and I don't want to be there by myself. Yeah. It's tough. Uh, I will say in terms of, you know, you, you saying calling a favor or whatever, like, in Vegas we are a town of favors. Like, everybody has a friend that does something. Like, you have a yes. friend that runs a restaurant or whatever. Like, if you're – if you are a friend, let's just say your friend is a hotel manager, and they're like, hey, if you ever need a room, like, hey, I got you. Like, I can help you out, whatever. Do that, like, on a Tuesday. Right. They don't mean do it don't, during the busiest time of right, the year. Right. Don't call them on New Year's Eve and be like, hey, bro, you said hook up. Like, be be respectful of your friends and what they do. And, like, if they're cool enough to offer you something, don't be that guy. Don't be the, don't be the hey, my friend, my friend manages the restaurant. He said we can get a table whenever we want. Hey. 
Valentine's Day. Let's go. Like, no, man. Like, be respectful of your friends. In Vegas, we are like a favor town. Yep. Be, don't be that guy. I agree. I agree. That's and what I'm I, saying. Like, don't. We call it favors a lot, but like, don't do it during the Super Bowl. No, no, of course not. That's why I'm torn. Like, I don't know where to go. I'm also like, I've never been to. I've never been to like a Vegas Super Bowl party. Like, I'm tempted to actually throw down some money and like go somewhere, even if it's by myself, to experience what's a lot that. Of, what a lot that's of great like. spots. A lot of great spots to do it for sure. So I'm torn. Got it's a just, lot of choices. I like parties for other events. I just the the big. I mean, it's great. I think it's great, especially if you don't have, like, a, a large group of friends. Like, to go find it in, like, a big spot. And if, if you're not, like, ultra-focused and don't have to talk about it like we do, I think the parties are big. But, like, we're going to have to do so much talking about it, writing about it, um, videos about it, interviews about it, all that stuff. Like, you need to be somewhat focused on the game. So it, oh, it does yeah. change our equation in terms of, like, I think if, if I was not in the business, a giant, like, theater party would be absolutely the way to go. Yeah. Well, and also, to like, to that point... You also want other people around you that are focused as well on it, right? Of course, like, yes. Like so, for example, the one that I threw out, like going to my wife's aunt's house. Like, yeah, I could sit down and watch the game, but there's not going to be many people who are watching it every single snap, every single right. like right. And then and you to become the it. jerk. I've been in that situation. Oh, I know. You're the jerk. Yep. Because you're like, hey, we're watching the game. What yep. are we doing here? You're then you come across as the jerk. Like, no, we're here for the game. What are you guys doing? Uh, people are going to want to talk to me there. Yeah, I think I'm crossing oh. that out. And I think the other thing is, like, I, I'll admit, I enjoy I enjoy the commercials. Oh, I yeah. I never watch commercials any other time except the Super Bowl, and you know there's going to be talking and, oh, I know, I saw this commercial on YouTube. Like, this, like no, we're watching it now. We're enjoying and we're also, it now, experiencing it. If we're in the right setting, throwing single-dollar bills on this, so you don't blow it. 100% correct. <laughs> yes. Yes. I bet that there's going to be a baby on screen before there's an animal, and if you keep talking, we're not going to see which one happens first. Right. Because there could be a baby, but then you don't know if it's talking because everybody else is talking. Uh, I, I, I was in a situation one time, John. It was a $7 bet between two friends, and it was, will there be a baby or an, or an animal? That was a real bet that was made. What's the next to appear on the screen? And there was a puppy, and there was a huge debate. Because it's, it's a baby animal. It's a baby animal. Yes. <laughs> But those are the kind of things I live for on Super Bowl Sunday. So I was doing this with uh, somebody's – last year was the Rams-Bangles, right? Yeah. Sure. Um, but my – I was on Twitter. So by I could By the see way, the wor- least entertaining Super Bowl of my life because I was there. I will oh, yeah, never that do that again uh, next year. Well, it's, and you know what's funny? So, like, I was, you know, I was asked by a lot of people, like, oh, aren't you bummed out that you don't get to go down to the game this weekend? I was like, it's the week before is what you're, yeah. you're down there for. I would yeah. never want to watch the Super Bowl in person. Yeah. It sounds like an absolute nightmare. No, I went for the halftime show. That's it. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. All the out-of-shape hip-hop stars. This year will be good, too. Rihanna's good. Do we have any idea? Is she performing with somebody? The surprise guest? So that was, this was asked uh, earlier. We were kind of uh, going back and forth debating this a little bit um, off the air, and I, th- I can't remember who we talked to about this. Um, I don't know, but there's some out- there is odds out there. Uh, I believe Jay-Z is the favorite, Okay, which would be good. You know, he yeah. was on Umbrella. He was on a couple of uh, what Talk That Talk. He was on a couple of uh, Rihanna's hits and obviously uh-huh. is the producer and is her, you know, runs her agency essentially. Uh, so he's he's up there. Drake certainly a possibility. Yep. Oh, you know who was AJ Cole from the Raiders? Uh, we were debating this earlier. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, I believe we'll probably play that. We'll probably play that tomorrow. It was uh, Steve got annoyed because we were very very long. <laughs> it was a very long conversation. Uh, but yeah, and uh, uh, the wild card there is Chris Brown. Stop. I mean, he's That's on the board. He's on that's the odds not, board. That's not going to happen. He's on the odds board. 
then did you go to her media availability? I didn't. Uh, we were oh, here taping cool. interviews. Uh, Kanye is also one of the odds choices up there. Oh, boy. That would be an adventure. It would be awesome. I, I don't know that the NFL would be great with it, but it would be fun. I would really actually hope that that was the case because who and knows what he's going to do. How about her boyfriend, ASAP Rocky, who they just had a baby nine months ago and have not announced the name, which is hilarious. Uh, they do not have a song together, but he could certainly perform. Wait a minute. They haven't announced the name or, like, they haven't named they the haven't baby? Because those are two pub- different things. Yeah, they named it, but they haven't publicly announced it. Okay. So our weird. debate was that it would be funny if the, if the name is, like, Jimmy. Right. <laughs> this is Bob. Like, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's our kid, Jim. Jim Rocky, <laughs> Jim by the way, since ASAP Rocky's <laughs> baby. <laughs> Jim ASAP. James, James Rocky. Or would it be, like, like Adam, Stephen, Alex, Parnangelo, ASAP. Sure. But you, by the way, Adam Stephen, that's my first and middle name. There you go. Is yeah. it really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. So your best friend is Steve Cofield and your middle name is Steve? Sure. <laughs> Absolutely be, tremendous. We should be the Stevenson Company. Uh, all right. Make sure you, of course, listen in tomorrow. Adam's still going to be live from Phoenix. We'll have a lot of good interviews and conversations with folks that are around for media availability. Probably AJ Cole. And uh, hopefully I see Adam on Sunday for Super Bowl 57. We'll see you, folks.